I wouldn't call that an obsession. I would say it's a it's a healthy interest. A healthy um, long term interest <laughs> that has happened I mean, for a long time. I find it I find it quite inter- interesting. I wouldn't say that I you know. Well, I guess before last night, I wouldn't say there was a huge issue for me to where I'm like going out on, on missions, although nope. then again, did go on a cruise. We did go on it. a cruise. Okay. Yeah, and maybe are you, are you wondering that maybe this might not be a dream? Maybe it's a repressed memory? I don't know. It was really <laughs> strange. Like one of those ones where I just remembered so much of it that, yeah, it does kind of change things. Yes, we're talking about dreams. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sir X. Dylan, thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we're live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And I want to remind everybody that coming up very soon, possibly even today, you will be able to purchase tickets to the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary 10 year party. 10-year anniversary party. 10 years. 10 years that Fun Employment Radio has been going on. And uh, November 5th is the uh, official anniversary. November 15th is when we're having our party. So November 15th, 2019. Mark that date. Be there. We just confirmed a whole bunch of things that are going on. I Like, it is a star-studded I event. I am not kidding. There's going to be something that's happening there that if you if you are not there to see this, yeah, you will regret it. And you, I am not like a hundred percent. You will regret it. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. I mean, it is. I am so excited for this. I don't even want to put it into words. So anyway, I'm just saying like that's a guarantee because if you miss this, it's a once in a lifetime probably opportunity. Yeah, I would say. I, I would, would say, say this is I don't a one think time. that this would ever uh, be an occurrence that would happen uh, after this. Yeah. So. And this is confirmed, and it's happening. So I will let, <laughs> we'll let you know as soon as the tickets are available. Because, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna be getting those tickets as soon as they go on sale, and please do. So we'll be posting on our Facebook page, on Twitter. We'll of course announce on the show, on Instagram, and uh, and so so yeah. Make sure that you click that link, buy your tickets early. Don't wait. They're only ten bucks. We kept them very low. Um, in order, to, uh, we're packing in a lot for a very low, uh, low fund or a low amount of money to come in. So, but we wanted to make sure that it was available for everybody. So, ten bucks, that's it, and it's going to be the Fun Employment Radio ten year anniversary on November fifteenth. So, save that date. We'll let you know more as soon as we we can, and as soon as these tickets go on sale. All right. Um, yeah. So. And also coming up today on the show, we are going to be having Portland legend. Yeah. Terry Courier. See, we're talking about our 10-year anniversary. This is his, what, the Music Millennium's 50th? Music Millennium's 50th anniversary <laughs> is this year. That puts our 10-year anniversary <clears throat> to shame. It does. It does a little bit. They've, <laughs> music Millennium is an incredible record and CD music store here in Portland, and they've been around for 50 years, mm-hmm. since 1969. I mean, it's a, it's a legendary thing if you ever visit Portland. Of course, you have to go to Music Millennium. That's got to be right on your list of places to visit. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, it's just, it's an institution of Portland. Well, and Terry is the one that um, that coined the term. I know that uh, there's a lot of battles about like where it originally came from, but uh, Terry is also, he legitimately coined Keep Portland Weird. Keep Portland Weird. Also, in the 90s, I was reading all about him, and in the 90s, he made like national news because uh, Garth Brooks had made this announcement that he wasn't going to um, have his records for sale in any store 
that sold like used r- records. Yeah. So uh, Terry orchestrated this whole like giant like Garth Brooks barbecue where they burned all of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, all of his CDs, posters, and cassettes after he announced that his album would not be available in record stores that sold used CDs. Okay, we might have to bring that up to him. Just I'm to kind of curious story. about that. Yeah, and it's been named the top record store in the country by Paste Magazine, Spin Magazine. And Terry's going to be in here with Ryan from Portland Brewing, and they are going to be talking about the beer that is made in honor of Terry, and and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to discuss all of that coming up on the show. They'll be joining us here shortly, actually. So we, we have uh, we just want to let people know, this is a fun show that we're going to be having here. But I do have to... Before that, I guess talk about what I brought up. I brought you it up have in the beginning. to because okay. it was just so So odd. here's the thing. You know, if you listen to this show for any amount of time, you know that I find Bigfoot interesting. Mm. I'm not like a nut. <laughs> you can't say something. Like, I'm like not like while I'm drinking coffee. Going out and, you know, living you, in the woods looking for signs. Did we or did we not go on a Bigfoot cruise? We did. And Thank you to the Portland Spirit for that. That was yes. great. That was a lot of fun. Uh but but there, you know, that's that's just what I'm what I'm gonna say about it. You know, I I've I've liked it and I appreciate everybody who sends me in uh Bigfoot themed things. But this Greg is has like so a, much Bigfoot stuff. It's pretty amazing. I should have put up a display of like all of it. Yeah, I mean, you have a Bigfoot like enamel pin right behind right you. Right behind me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. I mean, between all the hats and shirts, I have. Sometimes I also get uh, like secondarily gifted Bigfoot stuff yeah. because people Bigfoot get, hand-me-down stuff. Yes, people will get stuff for Greg, and then they'll also get something for me too. So I have like a Bigfoot scarf. Yeah, I have a couple of Bigfoot scarves. Yeah, I Bigfoot do as well. Shirts. Yeah, I think you have like multiple Bigfoot flasks. I have lots of yeah, it's it's <laughs> great. So I love much. it. But so, But Greg in no way is a nut about it. Okay, so there's there's that. But then there is also just this um what happened to me last night. And I know, you know, not everybody likes to hear dream talk, but I gotta bring this one up because it was just so strange. It's dream it's, talk. Yeah. And so here's what happened. I had a dream. I was back at my parents' house where I grew up out in the country. And I was standing there, but it was like modern times. It's like now. Like I went down there now. Mm. And it's my but dad. How modern is it really in the country? Um, well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I mean, current time. Current time. And so I went down there and my dad was talking to me. And it was this. We were having a conversation. He's like, you know, there's something I never told you about when, when you were a kid. Wait, I'm sorry. So is this now or is this? Yes, now. Okay. Present time. Present time now. All right. Down at my parents' house where I grew up. And he's Which, like, by the way, is like super cut. You keep saying like, you know, it's in the you know modern times. But how modern is it really? And the country life is simple life. Yes, but I mean it's the present day. Oh, my God. You drive me crazy. It's the present day. Like it is uh, if anyone can hear October how, 2nd, 2019. How Greg is getting worked up about this. If you can hear the thumping, it's him like hitting his hand on the desk. It's October 2nd, 2019. Accentuating his points about <laughs> no, this story. I'm not saying – I'm saying, yes, it's out in the country. Life is slow. But that's not what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's besides the point. So in this dream, my dad's looking at me and, and you know, and I haven't called him to ask him about this in person. I don't think I'm going to bring it up to him. Um, but he's like, oh, I you will know, Greg, I, I got to tell you about something that happened when, when you were a kid. And, and, and this was a serious conversation. He's like, I, I've kind of forgotten about it too, but I remember now there used to be something that would come out around our property. And it was a thing, and I remember it. Was it one of those darn beavers? No, it was not one of the darn beavers, although the beavers are very annoying um, because they cut down the trees, and then that's where the ducks live. So anyway, that's a whole whole different country problem. Uh, No, but he said, like, he basically was like, when you were a kid, um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there used to be 
a Bigfoot that would come out around here and it would hide out around our buildings because we had like a barn and it would hide around behind the barn <laughs> and then it would peek into the windows and he said and its name was Uncle Duck oh my god <laughs> that was so he had a name for it and that's what it was and and it's one of those things where you're like I was like oh my god okay this is crazy like I can't believe that this is actually happening and that this is something that 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 actually happened where we grew up I mean this is this is real clearly this makes, makes sense. Uncle Duck. Uncle Duck. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense, but in the in my it, when it was going on, it was like, okay, this makes perfect sense. This is this is exactly well. It kind of makes sense with the the path that your life has gone on. How? Because you've been like had, had like a slight you know not obsession with you know this this Bigfoot like creature. Yes, but that's not real. This is just the dream that I had. I don't know. Like being in the country is it's like a whole different world out there. Oh yeah, it is. I I could. Kind of believe that maybe something would be living in that you know those big woods behind your parents because who who goes there? Like nobody does. It's just like no man's no. land out there. Yeah, nobody goes there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what's living out there? There used to be people that would go back there and grow marijuana, but that's that's a long time ago. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. It was really strange though, and it was one of those where I woke so when up. You said grow marijuana. It sounded like you were tattling. They used to grow marijuana. Oh no, there was one yeah. time when I was a kid. I was like twelve years old, and. Um, we had these older neighbors who we share the property with. Like, you know, everybody goes on each other's property and that's fine. Yeah. But they had more property and it was on the river. And one day we were looking out outside and all of a sudden we saw this helicopter come swoop in low over their house. And all of these giant, like, armored trucks show up, like SWAT team style. Oh, my God. And they just start storming onto their property and running down to the fields below and we're, it was me and my brother we were home alone we're like oh my god what did Marty and Dorothy do you know they're, they're yeah. like the sweetest old people ever like what are they what's going on over wait, there wait so somebody was taking advantage of Marty and Dorothy they took advantage of their property oh, and they no. had a whole marijuana grow operation in the back that they had no idea about I mean it's so much property like you don't go on to it all the time it's in, back in these woods but yeah they had set up a whole operation with like traps and all kinds of stuff back in there oh wow so that's what they were they were hauling it all out. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it was okay. kind of weird. But anyway, they didn't find any Bigfoot, though. So that's just kind of where it, where it was. I mean, that was, was only off. one time, what, like 25 years ago, yeah, 30 years ago? Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. I don't know. It's weird. So then what was the rest <sighs> of it? That was about it. And then he explained it and then, um, and, and how it would, you know, peak. It was basically peeping. Which is also something that, that is we've not true. About. We do not need to go into that. <laughs> All right, I don't know what to do with that information. That's just that's well, just something. I think something. you need to ask your dad if it was a repressed memory. Ask him if, like, maybe you did have some lone. I will, but Bigfoot just the name Sasquatch alone is just strange. Around. And that's what I woke up this morning, and I because I look at my notes because sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll make notes. Did of you things. make notes on this one? Yeah, I made notes, and so I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, what the hell? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember this, and it's very vivid. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> that's a good That's a cool weird introduction about. to our show. So this <laughs> yeah, is Fun Employment Radio. So you never know what you're going to get on each episode. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Yep. Because I believe our guests are here. I think so. Uh, one is. I don't know if the other one is. One of our but guests we'll, is Yeah, here. we'll figure it out. Yep. We'll figure all that out. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. Back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Up. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. Thank you for tuning in. We are so excited for our guests. We were talking about it at the beginning of the show, um, how it's the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary. But it's the 50th anniversary <laughs> year of Music Millennium. And in honor of that, we have – I'm going to introduce both of you. We have Terry with us right now. Terry, hello. Terry, we're so happy to have you on. 
Great to be here. <laughs> Thank you. And happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Ours is like insignificant compared to yours. But I appreciate the sentiment. I mean, it's just so – it's amazing that it's been 50 years. I mean, and it's such an iconic place in Portland to go to. And we were talking about it before that, you know, if you come to Portland, you go to Music Millennium. Oh, yeah. Like that's where you go. It's one of the stops. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Or if you live here, that's where you want to go and that's buy where you go anyway. Records. Yeah, I mean, I was just yeah, we were just talking about how I just bought my, um, my right. Twin Peaks record. Yeah, at, yeah, oh, yeah, with your Twin Peaks party. Yep, that's and right. they, like, there was cherry pie. It was oh, so yeah. fun. Oh yeah, and they were spinning the record. It was like full on nerd fest. It was really fun. <laughs> Well, also, in conjunction with that, and I'm holding one of them right now in my hand, from Portland Brewing, we have Ryan. Thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And we should explain what it is that's going on. So in honor of this, we have, sitting right in front of us, the official Keep Portland Beard, or Keep Portland Weird. (laughs) There it is. We'll just make it weird. There you go. Uh, Keep Portland Weird. that one, too. Yeah, probably. Portland Brewing Beer in the Groove, the black vinyl lager that is specially made for this occasion, this is amazing. The um, packaging looks incredible. Yes, and we'll be posting some pictures of this too. Can you walk us through uh, what this is and what what made you want to make this beer? Yeah, well, uh, so this is the second beer in our Keep Portland Weird series. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had to reach out to Terry. Terry has owns i don't know um, yeah like, introduced but, keep i'm portland the one who came up with the the phrase keep yeah, portland weird yeah, yeah good yeah. see and this is this is another iconic reason wait can i i have a question can i open this yeah all right oh yeah okay it's beer it's <laughs> meant yeah. to be drank beer i mean it's cold it's, like it's, it's celebration it's time it's a celebration time <laughs> it doesn't get better than right I mean, now like, yeah celebration Ooh. time come, come on, on. <laughs> so we we reached out to terry we wanted oh. to do this collaboration with him he uh luckily for us was interested in in working with us um we had a great meeting and talked about beer ideas and design (laughs) ideas and we knew we wanted to plaster his face all over the can if we could get away with it um (laughs) but uh as the brewer uh i took um some ideas that terry had with his uh preferences with beer something drinkable uh some multi flavors but not uh, over the top uh, this is very smooth. You know, we we knew this was going to come out the end of the summer, going into the fall. So it's uh, a black lager. So you look at it; it's dark. Uh, you might think it's a porter or a stout. Uh, it has some of those chocolatey, roasty flavors. Yeah, but they're soft. They're creamy. It's still crisp when you drink it. You're not uh, left with a sweet taste in your mouth. It's heavy. It's it's crushable. You want to keep drinking it. Yeah, definitely. I can tell you because I just taste, uh, tasted it right now. Um, I always wonder when you're coming up with something, you know, customized like this. Yeah. What goes into deciding what like it's going to be. The imagery and like the taste. And the, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the too. can itself. But I mean, just the beer, you know, walking through somebody or walking somebody through like a flavor profile of like, what do you like? What do you not like? Is that kind of how you do it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we wanted it to be something that Terry could feel connected to. It wasn't, yeah. yay, we made the beer we wanted and put your face on it. It, it needed to have a, a connection. I personally do too much shopping at Music Millennium by my <laughs> records there as well. So awesome. to me, not only was it's a beer style I like, and I thought it would work for this occasion and kind of fit with what I thought Terry would like, but... Uh, to me, being able to call it a black vinyl lager and really celebrate yeah. that—that's—that's that's a big draw. I mean, Music Millennium has so many cool things yeah. but beyond just records, but yeah. to me, that's usually what brings me in the door. 
first mm-hmm. before I buy toys and see. It was and a great experience because there was like a half a dozen people from the brewery that came over, you know, marketing, the brewmaster here, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's a brewmaster. Uh, That's so Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and everybody sat in a room and it was like two hours of questions and answers, you know, what kind of flavors, what do you like, what kind of can art would you like? Um, this, the, the can, the way it came out right now, was nothing like what we originally talked about. Really? Uh, they came back to me and goes, hey, we have an idea. We just want to put your face on the can. <laughs> <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> Isn't it fun, though, to have such a recognizable face that people can look and be like, oh, that's Terry. That's Terry on my beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it really is amazing. And we're going to post a picture of this, too, for anybody who, who doesn't, uh, who's, well, can't see it right now. Yes. Um, but it is available for purchase. Uh, in the, yeah. It is. Yeah. It should be spreading out all over the city right now. So we should be able to get it at your local grocery Ooh. store. If uh, you can't find it, ask. Have them bring it in for you. Oh, that's really we, cool. And we, we have it down at Music Millennium if you want to come down. <gasps> well, look, you can get There's the perfect opportunity. Two birds, one stone. You can go yeah. and I've, get your music needs. Yeah. I've tried it. I've drank this beer while looking through the records of Music Millennium. It's a great pairing. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds I'm like the most magical to way to spend an afternoon. It is. That's perfect. Well, I, I want to talk I want to talk more about the series, too, and what you're going to be doing with it. But also with Music Millennium, Terry, you're here. We've got to ask you some questions just about Music Millennium in general. I mean, it's been – let's see. How long have you – So you've owned it for 35 it? years? 35? Yeah. I came out to Music Millennium in 84. Don McLeod, the original owner – Started in 1969 with his wife, Lorene McLeod, and his brother-in-law, Danny Lissy, and his wife, Patty. And in 1979, on their 10th anniversary, they decided to get out of the business, and they sold it. Um, The middle ownership was a gentleman that owned the Coca-Cola franchise in Korea. Whoa. Wow. That's random. And Don had told them. Don't get involved in this. Let the people that are working here run the business. It'll all run smooth. But they decided to get their fingers into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And five years later, uh, they decided that they were going to file bankruptcy. And Don had financed the sale. They owed him like two more payments. So they they were telling him, we're going to pay your last two payments, and then we're going to file bankruptcy. But Don didn't want to see the place go. Uh, it was his baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he decided to assume like a half a million dollars in debt and what was left of the inventory and the expanded millennium to four stores at that time. Wow. wow. And that's when I went to work for him. I'd worked for a place called DJ Sound City for 12 years in Portland. So I only got 47 years. <laughs> Gosh, still young, you know, someday. Um, so so during all that time, I mean, you've seen such changes, I'm sure, just in music and just how everything is, has changed around. Well, and we had talked about earlier, um, I was reading this press release, which this yeah. is a very thorough press release. This is great. Yeah. Um, and reading about this whole, like, Garth Brooks thing, that barbecue thing where you oh, threw yeah. all this stuff it, into a big flaming pile. In 1993... Uh, four of the major distributors came up with policies that if you carried used CDs in your store, they weren't going to support you with advertising or marketing money. And I immediately typed up a three-page letter. This was before the computers were an everyday 
source of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mailed it to about 100 presidents, vice presidents of record labels and distribution companies, and also sent it to the trade publications of the industry at that time, saying that was an unfair uh, policy. Absolutely. That we should be able to do whatever we wanted in the store. And that was in January of 93. In June, Garth Brooks came out with a statement that he didn't want his new album to be sold in stores that sold used CDs. He felt that if the songwriter should get paid again if the CD got sold again. And this was right after he had made a statement that he had more money than his kids and their kids and their grandkids could ever spend in a lifetime. So within 10 minutes, I got a call from one of the trade publications that Garth had made this statement. And within 10 minutes, we had pulled all our Garth Brooks product (laughs) out of the store, written it up for returns. And the next day, I bought an ad in the Willamette Week, and I invited the public to come down and bring their Garth Brooks albums, (laughs) CDs, posters, anything to do with them, down to the back parking lot the next week, and we were going to barbecue it on a grill. And then we sent out a press release about this event to all the media in town, and within the week, every media had either visited the store or called. And the day of the actual event in our back parking lot, I mean, it looked like a presidential election out there. There was so much media. And I had an employee named Fred Siegmuller working for me, and I I ended up doing a radio show in Seattle that night. And he goes, you're getting so popular, I'm going to have to be your manager. And I go, no, you're going on the road with me. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, we're going to take this on tour. And... I worked a tour from Bellingham, Washington, all the way down to San Diego and got nine record stores involved doing this at each of the stores. And we made a tour T-shirt that said Barbecue for Retail Freedom with burning Garth Brooks CDs on the front and all our tour dates on the back like we were actually on tour. I can't even imagine how much that would be worth right now. It was an amazing event. Wow. And... Then we sent the press release to the national media, and we had, like, MTV, CNN, the Country Music Channel, all following us on this thing. And um, it, we ended up with a full page in People Magazine about it. And when this event got over, within weeks, the record industry rescinded their policies and everything got back to normal. Huh. Oh my God, wow. because of your passion for this, it drew enough attention to make people care about something that is absolutely not appropriate. Yeah. So if we look at this at a sixth degree of separation thing, Garth Brooks is actually responsible for Record Store Day and bringing back the vinyl because out of it I go... You know, wouldn't it be great to have a group of stores together that supported each other, was a support group, work records together? And I started this thing called the Coalition of Independent Music Stores. And out of that, two other coalitions started. And in 2007, the three coalitions got together with this idea, why don't we have this day called Record Store Day? 
and try to get the public to recognize there's still record stores out there. Because at that point in time, record stores had went down from 7,500 stores in 2000 down to 1,800 stores in 2007. And so we sent a publicity uh, campaign out. We got the, the labels to give us content on vinyl um, to put out for this unique wow. day. And that year there was like 50 uh, records that came out. Uh, this last year there was 450 <laughs> titles that came out on Record Store Day. Wow. And you've seen what's happened to vinyl since that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ex- exploded. Like, they had to reopen uh, old uh, old shops just to make the records again, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Like, dust them off to, because, yeah. because of the demand <laughs> so so much for those. That's that's amazing. I had no idea yeah. you know, about that. So thank history. you, Garth Brooks. Yeah. Thank you much. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite way to listen to music? Is it vinyl? Uh, yeah, vinyl... Uh, CD's not a bad way to listen to music, but I like the physical yeah. product. Mm-hmm. The thing with vinyl is you get a 12 by 12 cover, and there's always a lot of time and effort put into album covers, mm-hmm. um, liner notes, and a lot of these things. Um, vinyl's an experience. People will go in, they're gonna, you know, they know that if their vinyl is going to continue to sound good they need to take care of it Mm -hmm. and they treat it more like art than they did cds or cassettes which were in cold little plastic boxes and vinyl was this little warm kind of thing and uh you know they put it on the turntable they 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 take good care of it and then they go sit down in front of it and they interface with the music Mm -hmm. they're they're one with the, the stereo. The other th- great thing about vinyl is it's not more than 20 minutes aside. And I think that's pretty much the attention span of, of a listener. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll get up, they'll flip it over if they want to listen to more. So or it's, engage, it's even physically engaging to like go Yeah, they're physically it, engaged yeah. in that. And while they're listening to it, they can, they can read the liner notes. I know when the first wave of vinyl was happening, I would sit there with the, the album cover in my lap. I knew the producers, the engineers, the guest artists, all those things, because you could read that. When I got to CDs, the type was too small, and you'd start looking through it, and then you would just, like, rub your eyes and then sit it down and move on. Especially, like, if you got a good, good collection where somebody went in the vault and they wrote, like, a 20-page book about this artist. Yeah. You know, you get to page seven and you go, I can't do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how many records would you say you own oh, personally? I kind of wanted to know that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> personally at home, way too many. I, I, I've been tempted to buy the house next door, so I had a storage <laughs> unit. Um, but I've got about 30,000 records at home. Wow. And probably the equivalent on CD. Wow. wow. How about you, Ryan? Do you have a lot of records, too? Uh, I have a few hundred, probably five or six hundred. Dang. I'm, I'm avoiding pulling out my list. I keep on my phone. You have a – oh, track. do you? Oh, I'm so uh, – my, my wife gives me a hard time about how obsessive <laughs> I am about it. Oh, my God. Do you alphabetize – do either oh, you alphabetize them? I have a particular way. I organize things. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I won't <laughs> ask, but I am curious. Most of my vinyl is, is alphabetized. Mm-hmm. 
my CDs, they're a mess. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have enough wall space or rack space to put them in, so I got a lot of CDs and 30-count boxes at home. Huh. If you actually said, hey, Terry, let's listen to the Beatles' Revolver on CD, that's a tough thing. I got, <laughs> I got a lot of B boxes around the, the, the house. I, I got a, some Beatles are in this B box, some are in this box. <laughs> How many records would you say you listen to a day? Oh, I listen to music almost all day long. I figured. And I'm listening to mostly new stuff that comes out. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Like, yeah. do, you find, do you have a mix or do you like to hear all the new artists? Well, yeah, I want to hear as much of the new stuff that does come out. But there are those times where you just got to gravitate towards something that is in your favorites pile. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's great reissues that come out. So, I mean, I'm always listening to old things, too. But... You know, I'm always looking for that next great record, mm-hmm. that next great band. So you you got to take a chance on this stuff and just listen to it. I've got to know, what's in your favorites pile? Can you tell us a couple of them? Uh, my all-time favorite artist of all times. Uh, the Kinks are number one. Okay. A band called Spirit, number two. They were an L.A. band. Um, the Mata Hoople is number three. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention is number four. Um, they're very inspirational, um, and what they did to music really opened up a lot of different avenues for a lot of different artists. And then at number five is this little-known band from England called the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. I like the name. Wow. Have you ever heard of that guy? No. No, me neither. I actually was up at Revolution Hall this summer. Uh-huh. And met the bass player from the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. He was playing with the Michael Shanker Band. Um, and last December, I got to meet the drummer from the Alex Harvey Band, <laughs> who was playing at the Aladdin Theater in a Roy Gallagher tribute band. That is so crazy. <laughs> How neat. Well, That's amazing. And then now, so you get to be part of this, part of yeah. Portland Brewings, and also money from the beer sold goes to another one of your projects. Yeah, is, the Oregon Music yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, the Oregon Music Hall of Fame I kind of put together in 2003 mm-hmm. uh, at the urging of a guy in town that had a little publication called Two Louis, uh, Buck Munger. Uh, and, I'm, uh, his nephew is in my band. Stone oh, Bricks. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a small yep. world. I, play, I, I played at Uncle Buck's house, yeah. And, oh, yeah. So <laughs> right. I mean, he was on me for about three years to start an Oregon Music Hall of Fame project. Yeah. And one day I got a weak moment after I kept telling him, I don't have time. I'm involved in too many other things at the time. And um, so I did it, but I wanted to put it, an educational component to it. So... Uh, besides recognizing the legacy artists of the state, uh, I wanted to see music education go back into schools that didn't have music programs. And we actually have our 13th annual induction ceremony at the Aladdin Theater on the Saturday the 12th this month. Oh, wonderful. And we're inducting artists like Mark Lindsay from Paul Revere and the Raiders, mm. Little Sue... Pond, I don't know if you remember. Yes, yeah, yep. I do. Yeah, in fact, Pond's going to play. Little Sue's going to play. Michael Hurley, 
who put out his first record in 1963. Wow. And um, a band called Sequel, who was very popular in this town in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, the bass player from that band actually went on to play with um, David Lee Roth. Wow. <laughs> Alice Cooper. Oh, dang. Um, Just some little no-names. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then Mark Lindsay is going to guest with Pond at the very end because our grand finality at each one of these events has been doing Louie Louie. And so, <laughs> of course. And this is something people can go of to, course. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get tickets at the Aladdin Theater. And it's also our biggest benefit of the year uh, for our music education program. But this beer, let's get back to this <laughs> the beer. <delicious laughs> beer. Um, the great thing about uh, Portland Brewing with this beer when they came to me with the idea of doing this series was that each beer was going to have a charity involved with it. And when they asked me to be on the can, they also let me pick the charity, which I picked the Oregon Music Hall of Fame. And they're donating right off the bat Four and a half thousand dollars to the Oregon wow. Music Hall of That's Fame amazing. music education program. Wow! And then I'm looking at this. I'm sorry, in the tiny, tiny writing on the can, does it say you have your own day? Uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> the city declared it. Um, I feel uh, horrible. Terry Courier Day. Oh my gosh! So August 12th, everybody, keep that in mind. That's Terry's national day. That's so great, and what a great thing you're doing too. I mean, for for Portland for Portland Brink for this. I mean. Uh, Y'all are using so your powers cool. for good. Yeah. And so this is a whole series that you're doing. Yeah. So uh, this is the second in the series, and each one we're trying to uh, identify or support the things that make Portland cool, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially as it grows and changes. Uh, there's a lot of sort of quirky things about Portland that we lose over time. Yep. Um, people get priced out or things get developed and, you know, yeah. cool ideas or funky things get left behind. And this is a way to to celebrate them. Uh bring attention to them, help yeah. support them. Uh, so uh, it's, it's fun. It feels, yeah. it feels good to, to do it, and it's it's fun. I mean, I, I've i lived in Portland for about 20 years now, and before that I, I grew up in this state, and so Portland was always the big city to me. Right. And so there's all these these details I remember from growing up that we're losing over time, and this, yeah. is, this is an opportunity to grab some of them and, and share them with the world. And That's so cool. Keep them going. Now, can you tell us who might be next in the series, or do you know yet? Um, I, it has not officially been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, there there is a Portland icon that we're uh, we've that I, I, I think uh, I've been led to believe we're very close to finalizing an arrangement with. Uh, it will be someone everybody in this town knows. Uh, that I've never met, and I can't wait to see what beer we come up with. Oh, I, that's I a tease guess. right there. Yeah. That's, I got a couple of guesses. Yeah, I don't want to say anything <laughs> yeah, in case I we're right either. or in case we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, either way, this is amazing, and so you can pick this up. Um, just to remind everybody again, where's um, obviously Music Millennium, number one. Go there, drink a beer, and go buy some records. Uh, but also, that sounds like the perfect. I think it I really do does. It just sounds, just sounds great. Um, but where else is it? That so is? this this beer is... Uh, should be available on draft, uh, so uh, hopefully you can find it at some neighborhood bars, and if not, ask nice. them to bring it in. And then the 12-ounce cans should be at all of the local grocery stores that we all visit weekly That's to incredible. keep nice. going. 
When we're not boycotting them, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's done, though. We're good yes. now. Yeah, no, say everything's fine. <laughs> we're all good. Everything's good. Wow. Well, this is amazing, and, and you two are both amazing. This has Thank been you. such a treat. You, yeah. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming in and talking about this and, and sharing it on our show. And bringing us beer. Yeah, I know, and having a, having a beer. Yeah. I mean, this is perfect. I love uh, being able to do these uh, events with Terry because he tells the best stories. Right? Yeah. Way <laughs> better stories than I've got. I can oh, talk no. about beer, but I don't I just want to listen. Yeah. No, even, even before you got here, we were talking, like, now Greg and I are obsessed with the French uh, Elvis Presley. What was his name? Johnny Halliday. Johnny, Johnny Halliday, yeah. There it is. I will be falling down that rabbit hole later on today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I already started. You'll have to check out the early YouTube videos from the 60s. Yes. That's what I want to see. see where it all was began. saying it's basically the, the French Elvis. I also want to check out Sir yeah. Cliff Richards, like his younger oh, songs, too. Oh, de- definitely so. And then... Definitely, you know, besides the early 60s stuff, check out the late 70s stuff. Okay. It's, it's really, really good. Done and done. All right. Well, before you leave, I'm going to play you the Smurfs record. Just I'm going to play you one of the songs. Yes, you have to. I just have to. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have Terry Currier here. Like, I yeah. have to play him we the Smurfs to. record. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't, I don't know what else we do after this. I think we just wrap the show yeah, at this I point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, because <laughs> this has been amazing. And so, again, uh, pick up the beer. Uh, from Portland Brewing, in the groove, the black vinyl lager. It's such a badass Which, name, by the too. way, it is very, very smooth. It's really smooth. It is good, and you're right. Yeah, you want to have another one as soon as you get through this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I got to go back to work. But, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you work downtown. Don't you guys have, like, fancy, like, martini We do, yeah. I'm just talking stuff? more. Yeah, so it's there fine. Um, <laughs> so, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, uh, hit subscribe wherever you find the podcast. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Um, November 15th, that is the day for the Fun Employment Radio 10-year anniversary <laughs> at the Boston Nova Ballroom. I believe tickets might be going on sale today. Yeah, we'll let you know. So, yeah, we'll we'll be posting everywhere. You won't be able to ignore it if we uh, once they go on sale. Oh, but, we're going to be super annoying. Oh, yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thanks, Terry and Ryan. <laughs>